to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You. Through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health, this podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hello everyone, this is Natalina, the host and the founder of Rise Up For You and the podcast. I hope you're doing well today. We have an incredible episode today with Carolyn Dodd Higgins. She's going to be talking with us about career, confidence, and how to make sure that your work is the right fit for you. This is a really incredible episode. We've actually never talked about this topic, and I'm really excited to dive into it. Carolyn is the Director of Career and Professional Development for the Indiana University Alumni Association. She leads an expanded alumni career enhancement and leadership development program, empowering alumni throughout their professional lives. With over a decade of career and professional development experience, Caroline authored the book and maintains the blog, This Is Not the Career I Ordered, which showcases her savvy professional development advice and women who are thriving after a career transition or reinvention. Caroline has a social media reach of 81 million and writes for the Huffington Post, America Online, CNN Money, More Magazine, the British Online Magazine, The Rouse, and a column for the Chronicle newspaper in Indiana. She's an accomplished speaker, and she is a member of the National Speakers Association and presents to audiences globally. Her international podcast show, Your Working Life, features guest experts sharing wisdom about life and career, is also a Available on iTunes as well as our podcast Rise Up For You. She hosts a new episode series, Thrive, about career satisfaction, financial literacy, and health and wellness for women on her YouTube channel. So be sure to check it out. I mean, that is a mouthful of a bio. She is incredible. It was an awesome episode, and I'm really excited for you to dive in and hear what we talked about. Enjoy this episode here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show, and I thank you so much for giving us your time. I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. So, Netta, I am a career and professional development expert, and I specialize in empowering women so they can thrive in their lives and in their careers. I actually have a tagline that says, enjoy your career, love your life, because so many of us struggle with combining those two, and I really believe that it's possible. And my platform has a variety of different ways of engagement. So I'm a national public speaker. I do some work internationally as well, love to be in front of large groups of people. I do one-on-one career coaching and consulting. I'm also an author and I've written two books on career reinvention for women. And then lastly, I'm a media host. I have my own podcast series called Your Working Life and a video series called Thrive. I love that. You are doing some amazing work and I'm so glad to talk with you today. So how did you get into this field? What was your aha moment? 
I love that question. My aha moment was a personal experience. I literally went through a major career reinvention myself, something that you may not know. Uh, some of my larger audience members that have been, been following me for a while know this. I spent 10 years of my professional life as an opera singer and absolutely loved that first career right out of university. That was my passion. I had the great honor and joy of singing internationally. And then that career came to an end. Part of it was just not being able to sustain it financially. And I really had a difficult time figuring out what else can a professionally trained opera singer do? And it was a bit of a crisis for me. And I believe great things happen when we find ourselves in situations that are difficult. And my learning moment, my aha moment was that I had so many other talents and strengths that I could leverage. And I had a difficult time transitioning. And I was then dedicated to helping others, specifically women, figure it out because it doesn't have to be that difficult. So my particular career circumstance led to a new opportunity for me. And I've been thriving 15 plus years, fast forward, in that realm. Okay, so I knew we had a deeper connection because I actually studied opera and classical music in my undergraduate college. That was what I got my bachelor's in, and I performed for 10 years before I also shifted my career. Kindred sisters, my dear. Yeah, so I just, I actually read it this morning that you started as an opera singer, and I was like, that's where it is. I knew this. (laughs) So that's so awesome. And I love, I love, I love what you're doing because. I just created a new formula also called performing your way to the top about confidence with women because there was so much I'm sure that you got through performing and doing opera that helped you with your confidence that maybe you didn't tap into right away. Uh, Without a doubt. I say with a chuckle and you'll be able to relate to this. My diva training really helped. You know, part of it is self-confidence. Part of it is being able to communicate a message, being able to command an audience, whether it is a boardroom meeting with five people or, you know, an audience of thousands. And And that has been a tremendous opportunity for me to take those skills and use them in a different realm. So, yes, we are singing a different song, Netta, but we absolutely tap our performance experience. So how does mindset and and some of us will know this and some of us won't, but how does mindset and confidence come into play within our career? As you and I know, this is extremely important. Yeah, I love that question because I really think women in particular are often afraid of failing or they're waiting for that magical day when they feel 100% prepared. I can't tell you how many women I work with in a coaching capacity or whom I meet on my national speaking tours where they say, well, you know, I'll do that when I'm ready. And I think, what are you waiting for? We're never 100% ready and that's okay. And that's where our male counterparts are doing much better in that Realm. They're willing to try, they're willing to fail, and they're willing to pick themselves up again. So I believe women need to be more resilient. I have a phrase that I coined from a startup that I work with in Silicon Valley. We need to fail forward, fast, and often. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. That really helps us stretch and take on new opportunities. So that is a very, very important mindset that I believe can empower all women. And what are some struggles mentally, like when women are trying to push forward for some of our listeners right now that are thinking that, yes, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to, you know, progress in my career, progress in my life. How do they start? For some of them, they're completely lost in that aspect and they don't even know where to begin. 
Exactly right. And it can be very daunting. So I have two very particular action steps. One, find an accountability master. If you've ever had a workout buddy, someone that you go to the gym with or you take a run outside with, that person really entices you or, or, or uh, helps you show up to the gym on time for that workout, for that scheduled class. So find an accountability master in your life and in your career who can say, hey, Netta, you know, how are you doing with that goal? Or light a gentle fire under you or just call you with a compassionate voice and say, how are you doing today? How can I help you move forward? So an accountability master, number one. And number two, surround yourself with amazing people. And that might sound silly, but I mean, people who have big goals, people who are working toward big goals, people who are at the top of their game, but also failing forward regularly. You know, I'm going to paraphrase, but there's a a wonderful quote out there, soar with the eagles and and really... Surround yourself with people who aspire to do great things. That's infectious in a very beautiful way, and it will help you with your self-confidence, and it will help you set your own personal bar even higher. I agree with that. I mean, as you know, Jim Rohn had that quote that said, "Surround your, the, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, yeah. which is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Great yeah. quote. So what are some ways, you know, if let's say if I'm, let's say if I'm not taking the entrepreneurial route and I'm in my career and I'm an employee or executive or or whatever, what are some ways that I can feel more comfortable in my career, in my work environment? I know you wrote a, um, an article on your website. It was the best ways to impress your boss. Can you give us more insight on that? I think one of the things that people don't understand is that your boss is not a mind reader. She or he may be an extraordinary individual. They're busy. They're doing their jobs. So it's incumbent upon you to share with them all the wins that you're earning and achieving. So I have something that I call my manage up email. I have a hybrid career, Netta, in that I'm a consultant and I have these wonderful things that I do, but I also have a day job with with benefits and retirement, which I love. And that's my nest egg. It's also in the career development realm. So it's very relatable to my consulting work. And once a month, I share an email with my boss and it's my managing up email. And it's a bullet pointed list, a brief list of the things that I've accomplished. And I also add a few stretch goals, things that I'm working on that might not be fully completed. And this helps inform him about what I'm doing because he's so busy doing his job. He doesn't always see the great work that I do. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad boss. He's a very busy professional. So managing up, number one. Number two, don't suffer in a job that's not working for you. If you're in a situation where you might have a toxic work environment, because sadly, they're out there, or you're just not in a situation where you can play to your strengths, you're that round peg and square hole, you need to find a place where you can thrive. And by that, a place where you can put your natural talents and strengths to work. So many people are unhappy because they're in the wrong role. And lastly, you need to know that you need to refresh your professional brand, your story within an organization. So let's say, Netta, that Jane Doe, who's listening to this wherever she is in the world, has been with her company for 10 years. Chances are the first impression that she had when she walked in that door 10 years ago is the one that people still carry with them today. She may have grown and developed and advanced in this company, but people see her as that rookie a decade ago. So her charge is to refresh that professional story so people know her value and how extraordinary she is. 
I love that last one that you just said about personal brand. I don't think I've ever heard it put that way when somebody is not an entrepreneur. Does that make yeah. sense? I, I've never it heard does. it put that way, like if you're working in a corporate world or if you're an employee yourself. But that is so true, and you're absolutely right. Really just reinventing yourself and being self-aware of the change and development that you've created for yourself and how you can then in turn put that back into your career. You need to think like a PR agent. You really do. And even if you're not selling a product or a service, as you said, as an entrepreneur, working in an organization, you need to put out the message in the world that you want people to receive, especially when you're not there to say it yourself. Oh my gosh, you're incredible. (laughs) I love everything. So what are some top three tips that you can just give us for confidence for women that are in the career force that is going to help them feel better? I recently just received an email from one of my audience members and she was telling me that she went in for an interview and it was a room full of males and instantly she became very intimidated and she knew that she didn't present herself in the best light because she succumbed to that intimidation a feeling within a room full of males. What advice can you give women to help with their confidence in that world? I'm fascinated by confidence. I've done a lot of research in this area. I write about it and I talk about it and I feel very fortunate. I think because of my performance background, perhaps you can relate to this, Netta. You have to have a sense of confidence getting up on stage and performing. It's got to be in your DNA. However, a lot of other women don't feel confident in a situation, whether it's talking one-on-one with their boss or even presenting to a small group in a staff meeting. So I want to encourage women to think about confidence differently. It's not bragging. It's not going to that dark side place, that obnoxious person who is speaking so highly of themselves. We've all heard that person. They're obnoxious. We don't want to go there. However, women need to own their achievements because quite simply and frankly, if you don't self-advocate for you, no one else will. So I want you to think about the term humble confidence, and it's a great way to acknowledge what you've earned, what you've achieved. Remember, no one gave you those things. You worked really hard to achieve them. So number one, own your humble confidence. Number two, don't feel like you have to do this all alone. Find a mentor, find a coach, find a sponsor, even if it's a dear friend or a family member. Establish this circle of trust. I call it your board of directors. Find a group of people or even individuals who can give you that support, that accountability, that nudge to help you become the best that you can be. I think women often torture themselves thinking they have to do it all alone. And that's not true. That's why our fabulous male counterparts have been successful earlier in their careers because they understood the power of a team. Number three, this is whether you are an entrepreneur or not. And as I said, I have a hybrid career. In one side, I am an entrepreneur, and on the other, I work in an organization. We need to be willing to take a risk and try something new and stretch out of our comfort zone. It's okay to not feel completely comfortable. It means you're growing and expanding. Caroline, your input and your advice is so fascinating and completely needed. Thank you so much for your time. I'd love to jump into our power section with you. Can you tell us one book that you've read that has had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? 
You know, it's funny, Netta. I feel like I have a personal relationship with the UPS drivers in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm constantly getting books every day that authors are sending me because I interview folks on my podcast series, many of whom who have written books. So I will tell you, I literally have a stack on my nightstand. But recently I pulled a couple because I knew you'd be asking this question. And a powerful book that was really transformative for me was written by Ariana Huffington. And as we know, Ariana is the founder and CEO of the Huffington Post and has had quite a career reinvention throughout her professional life as well. And her book, she's written many, but the most recent book is called Thrive. And it's all about identifying success. And she really helps me understand that everybody has their own unique definition of success. And for decades, probably centuries, the male-driven perspective was money and power and influence. Now, that may resonate with you, and that's fine. But what she's saying is there are so many other shades, so many other nuances, and we should give ourselves permission to define success on our own terms. And it may change throughout the course of our lives. And then the second book is a wonderful book written by Katty Kay and Claire Shipman. This is called The Confidence Code. And The Confidence Code is all about how women are different than men. And there's science and research behind it in how we embrace confidence. Mm. They trace it back to kids who might volunteer for sporting teams or uh, clubs at school. And it is such an influential book and it must read for women who are trying to tap their own self-confidence. Wow. I love that. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? You know, every day is a new challenge. I have to say, uh, 15 years ago, because I've been doing this for 15 years now, I never would have thought that I would have had this great honor and fortune and pleasure of working with women all over the world to empower them in their careers. So that gives me great a great sense of pride and accomplishment, being able to really help women on a large scale. I'm also proud that I have published two books. That was something that I didn't think was possible because I had not given myself permission to be an author. So I'm particularly pleased about those two things. And are there any routines that you have in your life that help you get a positive rise? Maybe a daily routine or something that you do every morning? Yeah, I love that question. So a couple of things, just to talk girl talk for a while. Uh, Very recently, I gave up sugar. And it was interesting because I decided that I really wanted to embrace my wellness. I've always been someone who's exercised and I believed that I was eating well. But when I realized that sugar was debilitating in my life, and I mean regular processed sugar, but also all the sugar substitutes, I said, let's see if we can eliminate this from my diet. And I did. And it really really gave me such a different perspective, more clarity, more energy. I'm sleeping better. So my exercise now is more impactful and it has just opened up my life in a different way. So I'm not preachy about it. You know, everybody needs to do what they need to do, but that has been a particular shift in my life that has given me better wellness. And I will tell you, as you might hear, I'm a high energy person. I'm the classic type A personality. My husband calls me a triple A. (laughs) I'm pretty intense. So I'm not the person who can sit quietly and meditate. However, being mindful is important to me and I believe in the art of meditation. So I choose to embark on walking meditations and those are my wonderful opportunities daily to get away and be mindful. 
And again, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you would want to say or share with us? Very simply, try something new. Give yourself a challenge. Push yourself. Because if you're not trying something new, it's really easy to get complacent, to get in a rut, and let the momentum of life just carry you forward. And so many women that I speak with say, gosh, if I had only taken this chance on something new a decade ago, I'd be so much happier. So don't wait to be happy. You deserve to be happy now. Caroline, thank you again for your time. How do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Well, thank you for asking. That's so gracious. My website is carolinedowdhiggins.com. And that's really the mothership. That's a great way to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can also see uh, and hear my podcasts and my video series. So I would say that's probably the best way to communicate with me. I also have a way for you to email me via that site. So I would be honored and delighted. I put a lot of content out in the world that I hope is wildly useful and seriously fun for all the women in the audience. And I would be honored if it can help you in some way. Thank you so much again for your time. You're so welcome. Wonderful. Thank you. Caroline Higgins, everyone, an incredible episode with a ton of insight on how to keep your confidence within your career. I absolutely, everything that she said resonated with me and I hope it resonated with you. And if it did, please share it with your friends, share it with your family, post it on social media, let the knowledge and the tips and the advice from these experts that I'm interviewing reach the world. And and that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to make happen. So thank you again for joining us. Don't forget to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com. There is a ton of free content that I'm constantly putting out and I would be honored if you would become a part of that audience. And I think that there's a lot of information that you would completely adore and latch onto that will help you develop in your life, in your career, in love, in relationships, when it comes to money. So please head on over, check us out if you haven't already. Subscribe to our emailing list if you haven't already. And again, we will see you on our next episode. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. That is the end of our episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, Please share it with your friends and family. You can post it on social media and help us spread the word. If you aren't already, you can follow me, Natalina, the host and founder of Rise Up For You, all over social media at Rise Up For You. You'll find us on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Twitter. There's something new and different on every network, so be sure to check us out. There's a ton of empowering information that is being spread through our media outlets, and we want to make sure that you get the full benefits of it. Thank you again for joining. We will see you next episode. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Tomorrow.